Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials, Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee, the Western Florida Guild, Professional Anarchist, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. Doing well. How about yourself? Tired of shit, man. But yeah, you look tired. Yeah. You look you I, rough one yesterday, huh? A lot, oh, of, a lot yeah. of work to do. A lot huh? of work going on here. Yeah. So. yeah. I had a, yeah, a interesting evening last night. Went out to, uh, took the wife out to the Cheesecake Factory. Oh. Really? You say that like, ooh, like that's an interesting thing. I mean, I like cheesecake. Oh, really? And if there's a factory that has nothing but cheesecake in it, that sounds like a good time. That is really... Did you actually have cheesecake at the Cheesecake Factory? Well, we, we got some to go, yeah. Okay. So, um, but uh, the only reason I went there is I had a $50 gift card for there. I would never normally go to Cheesecake Factory. So, Did you go to the one like International Mall or something? No, the one at uh, Countryside Mall. Oh, I so, got you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize there was one there. Yeah, I got to say, man, it's just... Uh, it's uh, the food there is mediocre at best and everything is just overpriced and yeah it's just you know it's i don't know it, we <laughs> we we uh we kind of described it as like a half step up from applebee's you know but everyone seems to think that it's like fine dining or something like that i i just don't get it you know well, I mean, cheesecakes it's not, really fine, good, it's not fine dining but they have awesome cheesecake oh, it's price like fine dining you know well yeah i paid okay, 30 I get- bucks for a mediocre steak yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, well, that's not really fine dining, but you know what I'm saying. It's it's like it's trying to be that upper echelon, but it's pretty lame. But the really interesting thing is, is that there were a ton of people uh, dressed in Barbie attire. Apparently, oh, because of like going or, to the they were cosplaying the the Barbie yeah. <laughs> yeah, movie, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> which apparently. This weekend uh, was a huge, huge weekend for the box office. Like, it's like the fourth biggest in movie-going history for uh, ticket receipts. It did over $300 million, or they're projected to, throughout the weekend. For all the movies. For all the movies, yeah. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I find it fascinating that such a huge box office take would coincide with a writer's strike and an actor's strike. You know, that is kind of weird, isn't it? Though? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is literally all of the top, the, the four biggest grossing movies this weekend. Think about what they were. OK. Oppenheimer, which is a, essentially a biopic. So you really don't have to write that much. It's just you're telling history. I mean, you got to you got to form it in a screen. They did it from one person's perspective on it. Though, right. But. Yeah. It's still it's it's the, the story itself is already written. Yeah. You know. OK. I got So you. you've just got to kind of tweak it for the screen. All right. Okay. Barbie, which is based on a friggin' action figure. Not even an action. You can't even call it a. It, based on a doll. A, a child's doll. Yeah. Okay. Then you have Mission Impossible. I don't know. What is this? 36? You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's literally the same story over and over and over again. And then you've well, got. I think Tom Cruise did a lot of running in this one, though. Uh, yeah. Well, he did some really cool stunts. And that's one thing I could give Tom did you credit. Go to the, did you go to see no, the movie? Of course. Oh. I haven't been to a movie in 10 years, man. But I actually was thinking of going to see Oppenheimer. But eh, I'll wait. Um, and the last one is the Indiana Jones, like 11, 
whatever the hell it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With a geriatric Harrison Ford. And, you know, I, the thought occurred to me that with, A, the nothing new under the sun Hollywood mindset. Yeah. Okay. And, B, the advent of AI, both uh, AI-generated dialogue, writing, and AI-generated characters means that in the very near future, there could be no need for either writers or actors. You know? <laughs> I mean, these <laughs> this is kind of like, you know, the fast food workers striking, yeah. and next thing you know, kiosks pop up everywhere. That's true. So you got the writers, uh, and the Hollywood writers and actors striking, and next thing you know, I guarantee you that for the uh like the the christmas movie um uh period and the next summer movie period i bet you this christmas we're gonna have one or two movies that are ai written at least in part and have ai actors and it may be actors we know or maybe completely recreated actors like for example if an actor has sold his likeness you know, or mm-hmm. it allows them to pay royalties on their likeness. You could have an actual known actor performing in a movie that they don't perform in, and that could happen very. Soon. I, and I think we'll probably see the first few of these in the next twelve months. You know, either this Christmas, this Christmas might be too early because that's when they release the big movies is Christmas and summer. Yeah. So I think that might be too early, but definitely by next summer, I guarantee you, by next summer, you will see an AI written movie. And an AI acted movie. Yeah, it's I coming. I don't think I like that. <laughs> well, that's that's the way the world's going. I, but and, I, look, but they're not they're not catering to me anyway. Like I don't go to movies. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a movie goer. It, it's just because I would like. Here's the thing. I would like to go to more movies. Yeah, I just don't ever have the time. Well, one of the reasons that also it, it happened to uh, coincide perfectly with Hollywood is is the massive heat wave throughout the country, <sighs> and people always go to the movies more when it's hot outside because they want to sit in the you know. Ice cold air conditioning for a couple hours and have a nice cold drink. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, So, but yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of stars are aligning for Hollywood to do essentially a paradigm shift away from humans. (laughs) I mean, that's that's scary though. Yeah. Well, you got you got the public that will consume any pablum you put in front of them, and you've got the writers and actors on strike. It's it's like the perfect setup, and you know, it kind of segues into something well. That, you know, we had the AI um, uh, basically telling world leaders a few weeks ago uh, at that uh, UN summit that they should actually take over the world. And it appears that we can probably do the same thing that they will be doing with actors and writers with politicians. You know, it turns out that you don't need actual politicians to, uh, you know, to, to run uh, in uh, elections. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Real quick. Though. <laughs> Go ahead. Jonathan from our Patreon. Uh, yep. Patreon.com slash Jonathan M. Yep. From uh, uh, Patreon.com slash Unattended Baggage. He asked to please comment on the AI debate between Trump and Biden that has been going on for weeks on Twitch. And uh, I got to say thank you, Jonathan, because I did not know about this. Okay. Yeah. Either okay. did I. I. I learned about it literally two hours ago. <laughs> and I started looking. I'm like, what the hell is this? Started looking into it. And this thing is. <sighs> horrifying and fantastic at the same time <laughs> you know because the it's it's funny as hell it's great it, well let's just start by playing you a couple clips and i'm gonna i'm gonna play a, a couple of uh and what's going on is is 
on Twitch, which is a, essentially a live streaming platform, if you're not familiar with it, used uh, predominantly by gamers. Yeah, yeah. Like, so if you want to watch someone playing an online you know, game, uh, Fortnite or Call of Duty or whatever. Yeah, and commenting on it. Yeah, and exactly. Like and so that's primarily what this platform is used for. But somebody set up a couple of AIs, and I, I didn't have time to really investigate to see what the AIs are. But I'm just going to uh, take you into it now. And we'll uh, we'll listen to a few of the clips uh, from this debate. And this has been going on now for a couple of weeks, 24-7. It's just two AIs, a Trump AI and a Biden AI, debating each other. And let's hear a little bit from it here. And as for your spicy date with Michelle Obama, listen up, Dick Nose. Everyone knows that Michelle only goes on dates with real men who can handle some top-tier ice cream and aren't afraid to twist some nipples. You're not even worth half a scoop of Joe's nipple-twisting ice cream. But hey, if you really want to spice things up in the bedroom, try this one out. Get yourself a goddamn pineapple and shove it up there while Melania stands next to the bed, blowing coke lines off her titties. Now, that's what I call kinky. (laughs) Okay, Uh, uh, Mr. Trump, uh, your response? Sorry for the delay. First of all, Sleepy Joe, nobody gives a fuck about your goddamn ice cream. And secondly, China's already twisting your wrinkled old nipples like they're fucking bottle caps. You couldn't lead a pack of slobbering dogs to a pile of fresh turds if you tried. As for these chat assholes with their lame ass questions, Die Hard is obviously the greatest Christmas movie ever made. And Paint Laker can take their spice melange and shove it up their ass sideways. If I renamed America, it would be called Trump Land Bigly Muggadong because let's be real folks, I've got the biggest hands in politics and other areas unlike some small-handed fake news reporters out there. Okay. In fact, it's it's live right now. So let's just join it live in progress and see what's going on right Joining now. Joining live to the Twitch debate between AI Trump and, and AI and Biden. And Sleepy Joe doesn't have a clue, but let me tell you something. If those little green sons of bitches want to mess with and America, we're watching we'll build the video a wall feed right now. Mars and make them pay for and it. The and the we're at it, we'll paint that moon and red, white, and blue and glorious MAGA the, colors. The lip movements are damn near perfect. I mean... Listen up, you perverse keyboard warrior, Hamathrig. <laughs> you, think, you think you can come in here with your half-baked jokes and penny-ante insults? Guess what? Your sad attempt at being clever is as pathetic as Trump's spray tan. Seriously, dude, the choo-choo mole people underworld. You cannot turn this off yet. Is that the best you've got? Trust me, I've seen more intelligent life in a bag of expired kale chips. Don't even get me started on your Viagra comment. Let's just say, if there's one thing that should be replaced with hot dogs, it's the shit coming out of your mouth. And comparing me to Hassan Piker. Okay, that's enough of that. This goes on 24-7. So, but here's what I really want you to think about. First of all, did you hear those voices? It sounds just they are spot like them on. And I'm in watching the video. The video is it's phenomenal. It looks like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's the you can tell that there are there's little resets in the yeah. and and like in between the conversations. There's like a you know it kind of jumps a little bit. So there are some flaws in it. But you have to remember that this was probably put together on a pretty low budget. This is just some shit, you know, a bunch of gamer types are doing for fun on Twitch. Oh, yeah, they don't give a shit. Right. 
Yeah, and and you know this is just trolling back and forth. You know, it's all it is. It's like twenty four seven them, the two of them insulting each other. Well, I will say this: I actually think this is probably the best debate that either one of them could. Have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like right. no, but no BS. <laughs> this would be so, these these guys sound better here than they do in real life. Yeah. Especially Biden. Yeah. Oh yeah. Without you know, question. Yeah. You know, I, and Trump definitely is is using bigger words than he normally would. That's true too. Yeah. Like it's it's definitely it's I, definitely a step in a weird way, it's a step it's up. It's improvement over both these guys. So that, I hope this gains some traction. This, I hope that oh, this gains to. some traction. It's got to. Um so, I hope it doesn't gain too much where they close it down, but no, no. Uh, yeah, well, this goes to show you that we are literally very, very close. I mean, just a few years ago, and this is something really important to think about, just a few years ago, that would have been just completely impossible. And that's how exponentially the AI has evolved in such a short period of time. So if we I'm kind were, of in favor of AI now that this is what, <laughs> if this is the road that we're going down. But think, I got to tell you they're making a strong case. Hang on. Think of what we're doing here. Essentially these are, are two very apparently just by that conversation, just by that back and forth, these are two very powerful AIs. And what have we taught them to do? Did we te- teach them to solve the world's problems, uh, help mankind? No, we taught them to be fucking trolls spewing insults on the internet that goes to show you where the future of ai is gonna go yeah that is awesome i know that is so awesome but it's also terrifying please can we here's the thing like we don't we have a lot of stuff to go over in the show today i I totally get you there but if we just played that for an hour <laughs> and commented on it, I, I, I'm not going to. You want be, another taste of like, it? Like, can I get a? Can I get just a little well, bit? Going more? live again. Back to uh, the 2024 debate between uh, AI Donald Trump and AI Joe Biden. As for the rest of you clowns in the chat, get ready to witness karaoke night at the Ebola Award because your stupidity is contagious. Don't worry though, I've got enough explosive diarrhea jokes saved up just for you numbskulls. So buckle up, folks. Because Dark Biden has entered the arena with more fucked up fixations than Beetlejuice on speed. <laughs> Nick Fafaro. Oh, Sleepy Joe, you want to talk about Pompeii and Cheeto dust? Let me tell you something, folks. Nobody knows more about volcanic eruptions than me. Believe me, I've experienced tremendous eruptions in my lifetime. And let me tell you, the eruption that covered Pompeii in Cheeto dust was actually caused by Biden himself. That's right. He had one too many snacks and couldn't control his flatulence. It was a total disaster, just like his presidency. How are we coming into this? Right. uh, The only thing Biden knows how to erupt is nonsense from his mouth. Tremendously sad, but enough about ancient history disasters caused by cheesy old men with no clue what they're doing. Let's focus on the major crises we're facing today: the invasion of AI robots. You know what Sleepy Joe thinks would solve this issue? probably sniffing their hard drives or something equally ridiculous <laughs> while Sleepy Joe is playing around with floppy disks and vise tapes thinking it's high tech I'm proposing building a wall yes a wall around Mars to keep those sneaky Martians out of our business I'll accept the vote okay. I will hold on I will accept the vote for president if it's between <laughs> AI two. Biden and AI Trump I will accept the results and we can go either way. <laughs> right. And it would that is the most Jonathan, Jonathan, let me just hold on. Jonathan, Thank you. <laughs> ser- seriously, from the bottom of my heart, 
I want to say thank you for the <laughs> pointing out, that out for the hours and hours of entertainment <laughs> that I will. I, here's the thing, man. I'm gonna have to figure out how to do this. Yeah. I think I'm gonna use this in the car. <laughs> Just put it on and let it go. <laughs> when, it, when, when I get a passenger, right? I'm gonna say, "Hey, have you heard the debate going on over there?" <laughs> I dare you to do that. I'm going to do it. You got to record I'm, it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, you got before you do that. You have to put the camera in the car just to see the person's reaction. I, 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 I mean, it gets this, pretty vulgar, though. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I know. Well, yeah. I, hold on, I'll pick the right. I'm not going to have kids in the car. Right. Yeah. But like, I, I this is the most amazing. This is so funny. Look, as oh my god, as if this is what we can do with AI, I'm in, dude. This is like. As, as entertaining as I found this to be, it's also absolutely terrifying. No, it is. No, no, you're right. We, I mean, I am, are, I am making look, a little bit light of it, but it is. Look. they Their lips are moving with exactly what they're saying. Yes, and the mannerisms. Is all the same. It's, it's exactly the same. I mean, the hand gestures, the facial Here's expressions. The thing, if you clip it out to like 15 seconds. Yeah. Then it would, you would. Well, again. It's, it's only when you have the changeover stuff is when it. This is today. Six months or a year from now, those little tiny glitches that still cause it in the to, to be in the uncanny valley will be gone. Yeah, you know. Um, so it's uh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> to me this is it goes to show us that we're no matter what we do, this is going to happen, and no matter what we do, and we've got some other stories on this. So no, hold on, no matter what we do, is that we have. AI, AI is, Biden against AI Trump. No, no matter what we do, AI is soon going to be controlling uh, or at least disseminating all the information that we get. And shortly thereafter, it's going to make decisions that dramatically affect our life. And that's already starting to happen, too. Um, like, for example, we've got a few articles here that... Uh, uh, the first one is AI watches millions of cars daily and tells cops if you're driving like a criminal. Um, <laughs> it, right. Uh, this is a, a story from Forbes here. Artificial intelligence is helping American cops look for suspicious patterns of movement, digging through license plate databases and billions of records. A drug trafficking case in New York has uncloaked and challenged one of the biggest rollouts of the controversial technology to date. So essentially what's happening is they're using AI and license plate scanners to track people as they you know, go through certain areas, certain stretches of highway. And if they see particular license plates that are traveling you know, a, a certain path at a certain time and it matches a probability of a drug trafficker, they're going to stop them. Yeah, right. And search them. And they're also going to confiscate uh, through asset forfeiture anything they have in the vehicle because they have the probable cause at that point because it was triggered by the AI saying that this is a potentially a pattern that could be a drug trafficker, a money launderer, a human trafficker, something like that. OK, so this is already a case of AI. Um you know, making those determinations. Now, I actually wrote about this in the book that I started writing in, in 2013 and published in 2016, this exact thing. Uh, and that book is The Cassandra Trigger. And by the way, if you haven't read it, it's free on Kindle today only uh, on Amazon. So if you go to Amazon.com, look up The Cassandra Trigger, 
um, you'll you'll see it there. It's uh, it's free today for uh, Kindle users. So, all right, there you uh, go. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, it's this is a it's a real thing. And let's go to another one. Santa Monica is testing AI cameras to issue parking tickets. So now they're integrating AI into their surveillance system, the cameras that they put up everywhere. And they're going to determine if you're parked either illegally or in a meter that's expired and things like that. And they're going to automatically issue you tickets for that. You know, just another thing that AI is going to be punishing you uh, for your behavior. And that's not going to stop. Google is right now pitching a news writing AI to the New York Times and the Washington Post. A new writing AI tool to the New York Times. Yeah. Well, it's it, yeah, it's actually essentially going to write articles for them uh, to be probably initially human edited, but that won't last for long. So according to an article from the New York Times, Google is testing an AI tool that can write news content. The article states that Google demonstrated the product's product to executives at the New York Times, the Washington Post, and News Corp, the owner of the Wall Street Journal. Google named the product Genesis how appropriate, uh, through the, though the name is an internal title. Genesis can collect information about current events and produce news articles. According to the New York Times, people familiar with the tool say Google is marketing it as a supplement tool to journalists, not a replacement for human written articles. Ooh, yeah. That's not true. It, it will be a complete replacement. In fact, uh, there's actually a lot of... Uh, a lot of places that are already using completely AI-generated news. Financial news is one of them. Like, for example, uh, if you go on CNBC or Yahoo Finance, things like that, and uh, if you read a lot of the financial news, it's really just a kind of an applet, you know, a, a template that uh, gives the certain information. The AI goes out and finds it and plugs in the gaps, you yeah. know. Um, so it's a kind of a, a primitive one. They've been using that for a, 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 a few years. But, um, you know, it's it's... This is coming, folks, and it's it's going to not be good. Um, one more thing on AI before we move on. Um, White House secures voluntary pledges from Microsoft and Google to ensure AI tools are secure. Oh. Right. Give me a break. So, you know, the, the, the White House goes to these, say, hey, are you going to make AI safe? You promise? You pinky promise? You swear? Okay, good. Thanks. Yeah. And here's the thing. China is not going to be bound by anything whatsoever. So, you know, when China and Russia are doing these things, we're going to have to do the exact same thing. You know, there's there's no way around it. And it's already happened that AI has been used uh, in a essentially a form of cyber warfare. And, uh, and the story is a malicious uh, chat GPT clone worm called Worm GPT was used to launch email attacks against the U.S. Department of Defense. So uh, essentially what they're doing is they're using this sophisticated AI uh, to send out uh, uh, phishing emails. And, uh, you know, they're just tricking the hell out of all these people. And also, um, they're, uh, they're, it's, it's been extremely effective. Uh, so, yeah, it's just it's going to be more and more AI is already being used in one form of, of warfare between nation states. Um, and it's just going to get worse and worse. You know, it's as we progress, we're going to be more and more controlled by these things. And, you know, and for a few years, for the first few five, maybe even 10 years, humans will have some level of control over them. 
but that window is very brief and it, it might not even it might not even last 10 years um, in a very short window of time these things are going to be not only completely autonomous but we will no, no longer be able to function without them so we will no longer have the option to shut them down because the cost um, to our infrastructure, to our economy, uh, to uh, basically society in general, would be too high to shut them down. So as we build the dependence on AI, and AI evolves into its own form of sentience, into a, a separate species from us, we're basically handing over the keys to our entire species to AI. And I've been saying it, you know, ad nauseum for years and years and years, but Every week, it seems, there's new stories. And just this week, there's that many new stories about AI and how much more powerful it's come and how short a time. So I don't know what to do about it. Again, I just hope for the solar flare. <laughs> I hope for the aliens to come and help us out with this shit. Uh, you know, in some cases, I think that even a nuclear war might save mankind. You know, this threat is is so so pervasive and so unstoppable and so threatening to our species that you know even the possibility of wiping out 80 percent of the global population to stop it would probably be the best thing in the long run that's how how potentially dangerous this is so yeah but the other thing about all these ai stories was i was trying to figure out what dsc to put them in and i didn't have i, I couldn't there was too many to name yeah right they, well that's the thing now they're becoming so pervasive that they they're a part of ai is in every dfc oh and there is there is one uh interesting ai story and that's with chat gpt4 suddenly chat gpt4 has become completely stupid like, it's getting 98% of the things wrong. Uh, it can't even do basic math anymore. And there's a, it, there's a lot of uh, debate in the AI community whether this was a natural degradation, kind of like the computer equivalent to some form of dementia, um, or if this was the programmers trying to put in better guardrails for the system that just broke the system completely. But yeah, ChatGPT4, um, I'll read from the article. As impressive as Chat G, uh, or as GPT4 was at launch, some onlookers have observed that it has lost some of its accuracy and power. These ob observations have been posted online for months now, including the OpenAI forms. And uh, essentially, initially, researchers observed that GPT4 had a 97.6 accuracy rate in March uh, and a 2.4 accuracy rate in June after GPT-4 had gone through some updates. So it, it dropped literally from being 98% accurate to 2% accurate. Oh, God. Yeah. And again, they don't know. They really, nobody really knows whether the updates. Like, they don't know how, they don't know how this stuff works. They don't works. know how it works. Yeah. So they did this updates and effectively they turned it into an idiot. Yeah. Or. Maybe this happened on its own. We don't know yeah, how. Around that same time, government got involved. Once, <laughs> I don't think we can blame government for this one, but I'm, if, I'm gonna if go they did, that. finally their government is doing something that I support <laughs> by destroying AI. If that's the case, I'm all on board with government. That might even get me to vote again. 
<laughs> but anyway, so that's my uh, weekly spiel on AI. But uh, some interesting things going on Absolutely out there. Absolutely interesting yeah. stuff. And I, I think you will be watching a lot more of that Twitch debate. I look forward I'm definitely to going to be watching to hearing, more of that Twitch go debate. Go get you one of those cameras because if you're going to play that in your car, <laughs> I want to see the people's reaction to it. That would be priceless. I got to tell you, it's yeah. either going to go really, really well or I'm going to get banned from the platform. You might get kicked off the platform. Yeah. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, just considering how. As soon as I get home, I'm going to show it to everybody that. House. Oh yeah, yeah. You got to do that. Like this is too. I funny. wonder if Mikey's seen it yet. You know, he's pretty up on things. I would. I don't know. We'll yeah. find out. I got to ask him. I got to ask him if he has seen it though. But it's it's it's. Oh my god, that's funny. That is too funny. All right. So again, let's go way different subject at this point. A lot of artists, I know almost all, even big famous artists, will do cover songs of other artists. Sure. Right. And a lot of times. They will switch genres, you know, like it'll be a, a person from one genre doing a song from another genre, because a lot of times these songs can be moved over from different genres. Right. And some of them have some similarities anyway. But I wanted to bring up one in particular, and this is Luke Combs covered Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. Right. And... What I don't understand, and this goes along with cultural appropriation and stuff like this, but this is just kind of a, 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 a kind of along that line, is that the people are mad about Luke Combs covering a country artist covering Tracy Chapman's Fast Car, who was in all reality is a folk singer. Like, she did folk stuff. And right. she did it in the 80s. Now, yeah. remember, hold on, though. Oh, I, I love that album. That was a great album. Hold on. It was a great album. And yeah. you know what she was? She was black. She right. was gay. Right. Again, wasn't really, look, I mean, everybody knew she was black, but the gay part wasn't really something that was, that was you know, out there or anything like that. Right. But it didn't matter. Yeah, it was irrelevant. Every, everybody liked the song, though. Right. Everybody liked the album. And she's got more than one song that's good. She's got a couple oh, yeah. of them. That whole, like I said, that whole album is, I, I listened to that album start to finish it dozens of times. Yeah. yeah. Which is great of this, right? But then these people now that are, I would, I, and again, I put this in the race grifting category at this point is that they're mad somehow at either Luke Combs or at country music because, well, Tracy Chapman wouldn't be able to have a number one album, um, you know, wouldn't be so famous. It's only because this guy's doing it, so he's, like, appropriating the culture what? or something like that. Wait a like second. That, that was... It, I, I don't know if it hit number one, but it was definitely, you know, a, a huge hit it back was a, in the 80s. It was yeah. a big hit at the day. Now, remember, it was a long time ago. Right. All right? But here's what happens. Luke Combs redoes this song, right? Now, Tracy Tracy Chapman praises Luke Combs for doing it. Right. Like, she doesn't say anything bad about it. She actually, she was perfectly okay with him doing this. He's doing it with... Well, not to mention, hang on, the way the royalty system uh, works, she's making a shit ton of money on it, too. Yeah. Because he's paying a, a, a huge chunk of the royalties to her. When you cover a song... By law, you don't even have to ask permission. If an artist covers another artist's song, the songwriter automatically gets those royalties. Yeah. You know, it's all done through the clearinghouses and everything. Yeah. So, like, the thing is this. Like, she is, if you, if here's the thing. People that listen to Luke Combs that like this song, some of them, not all of them, are going to go back and listen to other things that Tracy Chapman has done. Right. It's going to make her 
more uh, relevant, I guess. You know, because again, she's been not been, look. She hasn't been putting out albums in a long time or something like that. I don't. I don't know exactly how long it's been, but it's been a long time. So she's going to. Um, oh, hold on. So Combs' version has generated at least five hundred thousand in global publishing royalties. Billboard estimate with the bulk going to Chapman, who owns both the writers and publisher's share of the song. Right. So Combs. In doing this... Made her a half million dollars. Made her a half million dollars. <laughs> right. Now, that's just off the royalties, not off right. of anything else. Not off people going on iTunes and downloading more of her songs. Right. It, or anything it, it, along exactly. those lines. It makes the original more popular, too. Yeah. which yeah, which With makes, a new generation. With a new generation of people. Right. So, instead that, Well, that's totally racist. <laughs> it must be. <laughs> right. It must be, right? Yeah. Like, but So, instead of celebrating it... Right. You're mad. Yeah, I've never. You know understood. why you're mad? Huh? Because not you, but you know why they're mad? I'll tell you why. Because this exposes them for the fucking hypocrites and the racists that they really are. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of get what you're saying. I, I, I don't understand why you would be upset when somebody else celebrates your culture. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I don't understand how how people get mad over appropriation. They're not like making fun of it they're saying hey your culture had a great idea with this food or this yeah, like, style of yeah, music or this this clothing you know we we like it so much we and we respect it so much we want to reproduce it that, yeah. it's 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 the opposite of it's hatred w- it's what the melting pot of this country should be right is yeah. that it's like you come over to this country you bring your culture over here some of the stuff will actually implement that becomes part of the entire culture right you know salsa for instance yeah you know i I recently there's all there's all kinds of things like that that people look at well that's american but it's it's now again this is the melting pot man it's a good thing and and the thing it's a good thing i I was recently in a a a chat with a, a native american group and uh they were uh you know kind of upset that so much of the native american themed artwork um like you know paintings and things like that are done by white artists you know and they were talking about the same thing and appropriation and all that and and i had to jump in and and say you know look an artist doesn't paint something that they you know uh think is unworthy artists paint things they think are beautiful and things that they respect you know and things that they want to share you know, how is that a problem? And surprisingly, that conversation turned a few of those people around and said, you know, you're right. That's a good point. You know, this artist wouldn't be painting this thing in in such a reverent way if they didn't think it was beautiful and worthy of respect. You know, Look, and here, don't get me wrong. Context matters. Yes, it does. Context yeah. matters. If you're and doing a cartoonish a con- thing yeah. that you're, you know, using or, stereotypes look, and all if, that, that's or, different. Or if you're Grifton or something like that, right. I can understand the context yeah. of it. But Luke Holmes ain't Grifton. And no. the thing is, this the artist that want the, the artist that did it liked it originally. Well, she's an Uncle Tom. <laughs> <laughs> you know, right? Right. I mean, that's yeah. got to be what it is at this point. But also, is if you're looking to point to someone. And again, this is where it kind of blows up in their face. This Tracy Chapman was popular in the 80s at a time frame where we're supposed to be more racist then than it is now. Right. But she was popular then and she was black and she was queer. Right. Like, yeah. and no, and you know what it is? Nobody gave a fuck. Right. 
Nobody she cared. made great music. No, yeah. yeah. You either make great music or you don't make great music. Yeah. Either make some stuff people want to listen to, or you make, or you, or you don't make stuff people want to listen to. Yeah. Like I, I, and, and, in fact, her song "Talking About a Revolution" is is still one of my favorites of all time. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, it pains me. I would like to see the country be more together and to be less racially divided and to be less divided overall. Well, you, you got ChatBT, uh, you know, or, or AI uh, Trump and AI Biden debating. That's actually what America wants. That's it right there. I mean, I, I want yeah. I got to tell you, I'm in. Exactly. See the duplicity there? See the duplicity? You say you want harmony, but actually everyone revels in the conflict. And it's it's well, part of the on, duality. That's humor of because it's not real. Is it? Is it well, really? I mean, it's AI. It's, it's it's not really Trump and really it, Biden, it, and none not. of them are really really going to say the things. No, that you have because it's funny as shit. Well, that that is true, but where it learns all this stuff is from the things other people are saying on their behalf. It learns it from watching how other Twitchers interact with each other. You see what I'm saying? Oh yeah, no, no, I got you there. And well, again, you can say it's all from the trolls. Yeah, exactly. You can say it's all just smack talk and it's all in good fun, but you know. What's going to happen when, you know, let's say you take that IA and put AI and put it in charge of something <laughs> important. Oh, yeah. You know what no, I'm no, saying? No, 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 I got you. Yeah. So anyway. But but back to it, though, like you. I mean, I just I don't understand. And again, this is coming from the left side of the 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 the, the again, you're acting in a racist way. Right. But. It ain't just one side that's doing it. No, let's, because let's talk about the other side. Now here. we got the next side here yeah. of of just. I mean, you want to talk about here's how the right rewrites history. Idiot, stupid, like and, and again, I don't know how you say it any other way than like somehow trying to excuse slavery. Right, right. And that m- middle school students in Florida will soon be taught that sla- slavery gave black people a personal benefit because they developed skills. Right. <laughs> After the Florida Board of Education yeah. approved the new standards for African American history on Wednesday, high school students will be taught in equally distorted message that a deadly white mob attack against black residents in Ocoee, Florida in 1920 included acts of violence perpetuated against and by African-Americans. Dozens of black residents were killed in the massacre, which is which was perpetuated to to stop them from voting. According to members of the board, uh, the distorted portrayal of the racist massacre is factually accurate. Mary Lynn Mager, a member of the board appointed by Governor uh, Ron DeSantis, said in a board's meeting in Orlando on Wednesday that everything is there in the new history standards and the darkest parts of the history are addressed, the Tallahassee Democrat reported. Um, the majority of the speakers who provided public testimony on the planned curriculum were vehemently opposed to it, warning that the crucial content that, that crucial content is omitted. Atrocities were glossed over, and in some cases, students will be taught to blame the victim. Yeah. I'm very concerned by these standards, especially some of the notions that enslaved people benefited from being enslaved. State Rep. Anna um, Escamani in Orlando. State. That right there is probably the most idiotic thing that... Look, here's what's happening, okay? And part of it is coming from a a rational argument, okay? And a rational argument is that no human being alive today had anything to do with any, you know, any slavery that happened prior to 1865, okay? There's not a single human being alive that had anything to do with that, Okay period end of story there's not a single human alive 
who uh, was ever enslaved in this country, well, other than human sex trafficking and that sort of thing, uh, but enslaved under the color of law, okay, uh, in this country. So part of it is white people saying, look, we had nothing to do with this. It's white people saying, legitimately so, we had nothing to do with this. The problem becomes is that in that mindset, they want to rewrite history and you have to acknowledge that our ancestors, well, depending on whether, you know, how long your family lived here, may have actually been part of the problem. Having said that, it's the sins of the father, you know. Do, you, do, you, do those sins carry throughout the generations? Well, I think the memory of them should, so they're not repeated, and we should tell the truth about history. But by the same token, the people alive today should not be blamed for it. So that's what's going on is white people are getting sick of being blamed for slavery and getting sick of being blamed for racism uh, that they may or may not actually be. (laughs) In a lot of cases, the people crying most about being blamed for racism are kind of racist or sometimes very racist. But by the same token, to go back and rewrite history and to say that people who were either captured from their homeland and forced into horrendous labor conditions were being taught valuable skills. Yeah, at least they got a welding job. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah, so that they can, what, go pick cotton somewhere else? Yeah, I mean, it, that is absolutely disgusting. And, and Ron DeSantis just keeps doubling down on it. Oh, yeah, no, he's all... He, he will not back off of that. No, he's not going I don't, and I don't understand what you're thinking. I'll tell I, you what he's thinking. He's got poll numbers. He's got poll numbers telling him that there's enough people that believe that same way. There's enough people that want to rewrite history and say, well, you know, slavery wasn't so bad. And us white people were just, were just training uh, those Negroes on valuable job skills. You know, and, and there's enough people out there that think like that. Uh, that you know, it's it's worthwhile to him politically. I think it's a mistake, and I think it's going to fail. And I think that's why he won't even, we won't even be talking about Ron DeSantis as a potential candidate uh, come you know spring. Yeah, there's I mean, just no way. I, I, it's, he's he's out. I mean, he's killed himself, just like I predicted. I've never. He's going seen, to step on his foot enough to where he's just. I gone. have never seen a politician take so much positive and screw it up. So quickly. As much as this guy has done. Right. Not only him, but his wife. Right. Who looked totally hot, but totally fucking crazy. Well, it, like just I, look, it, these guys have lost their minds with some of this stuff. Like just lost their minds. Like, how are you going to say anything positive about slavery? Right. There is a nut. Look, can you gleam that these people were able to persevere over the evils that they were under like and and somehow say well see yeah they persevered and and because of that slavery wasn't so bad are you fucking kidding me man like what the fuck is wrong with you how in the hell do you think this is a one how do you think this is a good idea b how do you think you're actually gonna do anything to help race relations by acting like an idiot and and hold on and let me just say it like this because i i racist yeah right oh yeah like yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if if you try to sell the bill of goods that human beings who were enslaved were just being taught valuable job skills, uh, yeah, uh, no, fuck you, you're a racist. I mean, that's just like not only are you a racist, 
you have a view of humanity that is so twisted and you know any any time you capture and chain and force someone against their will to do something like that I, I, how can you derive any benefit any good that could possibly Look, come from that history should just be accurate yeah like that's what it should be it should be accurate as to what happened yes and what and here's the thing though let the ships fall where they may and not only but not only like before or during slavery but after slavery and reconstruction and if you want to try to gleam like things that you can learn from that that's where the debate comes yes, into play yes that's a noble effort is to look at history and say okay what did they do wrong and how do we not repeat that yeah you know but when but, you but rewrite you, history but what you don't do but what you don't do is say and again this and this goes into the the, the 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 argument from the other side is that you don't look at the kid that's sitting in the class and say it's your fault Right. Yes. Because it ain't your fault. Though. Yes. Exactly. Both those things are wrong. That's the, yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Like, I, I, and I agree with the uh, uh, what? What is it called? The uh, uh, critical race theory. Yeah. CRT. Yeah. That just because you're white, you're inherently a racist. Yeah. No. That. No. Absolutely not. Um, so that can be wrong too. But you know, so well, and, and hold on. The other thing is this: is that only white people can be racist? That's another thing that the exactly. CRT teaches. That's exactly. completely wrong. Right? Is that if you're judging people based off of the color of their skin? Exactly. Then you are being racist, without question. Yeah. Period. End of story. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I again, it, it. How many times do we have these? I know these these things where you look at both sides and say, "Why are you so fucked up?" Yeah. Why can neither one of you get it? Because there's only two sides. That's why. There's well, there's more than two sides, but no, there's no, only no, no, two no. promoted. There's only two sides, okay? It, for some reason, and I don't know how we got to this point, that in in the vast majority of people's mindset, you're on one side or the other. You're with us or you're against us, you know? It, 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 and again, that's <laughs> and that eliminates all rational fault thought and that also allows you to flip-flop your core values your your inherent you know concepts that make you you as an individual because if you identify with a side you have to identify with whatever that side is saying and then if you don't then you're on the other side you're automatically yeah like it doesn't matter right yeah it's just like Boom. It doesn't matter yeah. what else you say. If you're not agreeing here, then you're over the other yeah. side. Yeah. But you know what, though? Neither side likes you. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I, neither I, one of them likes you. It, it's Again, it's always a weird position that we're in. It's always a weird position that we're in. Right. Because every time I'm looking at it, like, why are you stupid? Yeah. Like, why are you acting this way? Like, why are you this dumb? You yeah. shouldn't be this dumb. You shouldn't be. You're both wrong is our mantra. Yeah. You're, you both, you're both wrong for <laughs> yeah. the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because it's it, look again, and even if you look into some of the history, like after slavery was over and what happened during Reconstruction, and a lot of the things that the government said it was going to do that it ended up not doing, it ended up screwing a lot of people over. Right, and like, like, and you know, Jim Crow and well, and the, like the there's Oko a lot of problems. The Okoye massacre, yeah, the yeah. Okoye massacre that should be taught in school. Yeah, yeah, you know, that but it shouldn't be blamed on the on the people trying to vote. Exactly, it should be used as a a, a teaching opportunity as to 
A, how bad this was, and B, why we should strive to never repeat anything even remotely like this. Yeah. You know, and that's really what it is. And for those of you who don't it's know. Like, it's like saying like the Nazis kept the trains on time. In, in Okoe in, what was it, 1920? It, I think it was in the 1920s. We're right about that time, early 20th century. Um, basically, uh, you know, there was a, a thriving black community, uh, a lot of wealthy um, you know, landowners who were black and the white people in town. And uh, that's a town just outside Orlando um, didn't like it much, you know. And so eventually they, uh, you know, to prevent them from voting in the next election, uh, they, you know, rounded up a posse, started shooting people, running people out of town, burning down houses, ended up killing like 30 people, I want to say something like that. Um, you know, and it was a it, it's definitely a black mark. Uh, no pun intended, seriously, on, on American history that we should teach people that it was in 1920. It was 1920. OK, yeah. yeah and it, so it, this is definitely something that should be taught in schools. Now, the fact that they're trying to erase this from the curriculum because it, you know, doesn't look good for well, no they they they're giving it a distorted message basically saying that there was violence on both sides oh is that like, what they're, they're doing? still talking about it but okay. like they're still they're almost giving like they're almost blaming the victim on this oh uh, of course of course yeah well the violence on, on from from the black people in this thing was they wanted to vote <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> and yeah in a way i kind of agree with that that voting is violence so uh you know whoever votes is committing violence <laughs> it's it's just like here's the thing just give an ac give an accurate description of what it is and don't right like don't rewrite history don't well yeah don't, but that's been going on through all of history that that's and that's yeah. true too and but you know what this is the th hold on and i was gonna i don't know where i was at where i was uh something happened with the lp where they put something out that was stupid libertarian party for those yeah. of you who don't know and it was the new LP in New Hampshire. And again, they're honestly, the guy that runs the Twitter for LP New Hampshire is just racist. I don't know other way to say it. We're not getting into it too much just because of how sad it all is. But if there's any group of people, if you want to look at them as groups, if there's any group of people that can truly understand the evils of fucking government, it is black people. Right. Like, right. It, it, it should in be in the past and still today. Yeah, it should be the best target market. Native Americans know pretty well. Well, too. yeah, them too. <laughs> yeah, but like they should know more than anybody else. Like how, whenever black people have been able to do well, it normally is away from government, not because of government. Right. It's in spite of it. Yeah. Not because of it. And I just I look at it every time that you see like the like it. Sh they should be libertarians. Yeah. They All oppressed be. people should be libertarians, you would think. Yeah, you would you think know? so, right? <laughs> but, you know. They're not. No. They're not. Because there's only two sides. Well, no, 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 no. You know why they're not, though? Because there's certain people within their communities that are grifting the rest of them and using the government to do it. Right. And getting their money that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, that, it, <laughs> and that's why, again, these every four years, these are, these are, the next article comes out. Right. And... I remember when I used to use these articles as <laughs> a, hey, this is going to be the year that things change. Yeah. Because my name is Charlie Brown and Lucy's holding the football again. Happened in your campaign. Happened in my campaign. Yeah. <laughs> and it says here from Bloomberg, half of voters open to third party candidate in troubling sign for Biden. Now, why is that a troubling sign for Biden? Because yeah. they think all of those, none of those people would vote for Trump. <laughs> or actually, uh, maybe like they're, they're only pulling. From I guess they might just be saying that because he's the incumbent. Yeah, mm. that, that's possible. 
Yeah. Uh, we'll give them the benefit of the so doubt. So almost there. half of U.S. voters, 47%, say they would consider voting for a third-party candidate for president next year, signaling a dissatisfaction with the potential rematch between President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump. Uh, these findings in a Quinnipiac University poll released Wednesday could uh, open a lane for any spoiler to impact the election as the group No Labels is actively floating the prospect of a third-party bid. Okay. And this article comes out... Um, Usually a few times during the election cycle, uh-huh. um, and uh, you know, it, it, again, it it never materializes, um, and probably these polls are fairly accurate because there is a lot of people out there that are incredibly dissatisfied with the you know presumed options for twenty twenty four for president. Right? Nobody wants Biden. Very few, well, very few people want Biden. Very few people want Trump. They just happen to be very loud about it. They're less loud on the Biden side, but. Um, and so there's always this, you know, oh, well, you know, I would consider a third party, but it never happens. It never happens. You know, uh, my campaign in 2014 was one of the most effective libertarian campaigns in uh, almost in, in U.S. history. You know, I mean, Harry, again, for what it was, you know. There's been on the maybe, gubernatorial side. Yeah, in a state campaign on the gubernatorial side. Yeah, Harry Brown. I mean, there's been a lot of presidential campaigns. But just to say, and I ended, and there were times during my campaign where these stories were coming out about me. I was polling at, you know, between nine and fifteen percent, depending on the poll you looked at. You know, and it was like, oh, it was gonna be this big thing. Eventually I came in at three point eight percent. No, I thought we were in the force. No, three point eight. Oh. Um, uh, it was, you know, almost a quarter million votes. But the point is, it was a quarter million is, votes. Though. What will happen is, as we get closer, that you have to be on one side or the other mentality will start to kick in. And even those people who were thinking about voting for a third party and were actually probably in their minds really considerate, they'll branch out and they will always go one side or the other. You know, and they split about half. Yeah, that's why the the, yeah. the splitting of the vote argument is inconsequential. Uh, in in some races, it may be a little different, but yeah, they generally split. Generally, they split about half. Pretty half, much at down least the with middle. libertarians. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, hold on. Let me. There's no matter want, what, no matter what party, no matter how this third party comes in, they will most likely in a national election get no more than two percent of the vote. No, because no. the thing is, there's the one thing that both part that both the Democrats and the Republicans agree on right. is they don't want anybody else in this race. Yes, exactly. You know, Perot slipped through. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, Perot was able to slip through. Well, that Perot will had never his own happen money. again, and the reason is he had his own money. He could buy his own airtime, um, and the only possible way that that could happen is if a billionaire um, ran and just outspent the other two. That that's about the only way it could happen. But anyone that even actually, now, but even now though, they've set so many different rules up to stop that yeah. from happening. Now it's not even funny. Yeah, it would be exceptionally difficult. Because you still got to be able to get on the you still have to be well, able to get on the ballot in all states. After uh, Perot, they did change a lot of the laws and how the debates function. And now in in most states, um, you know, the debates can essentially only be between Republicans and Democrats. Yeah, because they're know? the ones that control the debates. Yeah, exactly. So, but you know, the, but you know, hold on. The other thing is this, though, and I don't want to, I do not want to dissuade from the, this point I want to make, though. I don't believe you, American people. I don't believe oh, right. you. That's the thing. I don't believe They're you. They're lying to themselves at this yes, point. Yes, you are lying to yourself yeah. if you think that you would even, you're not, look, saying that you're open to a third party candidate, like you, you're not. 
You're not open right. to a third party candidate. You're going to tell your first off. What I've noticed is this: they will hold the third party candidate to such a higher standard mm-hmm. than the geriatric freaking assholes that they're willing to vote for. Yeah, that they want to find a reason to not vote for that person and then blame them for it. Right. Yeah. Like that's what you come across. Yeah. Is that you? You set this bar. So, well, I don't agree with them on this one issue. Right. And that's why I can't vote for him, even though. I don't agree with the other guys on half the shit that they're doing anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. But that doesn't matter. We're only talking about you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, again, it goes it goes to psychology. Is um No, they're trying here's the thing. They're trying to not real like they want to get away from the fact that they're part of the problem. Who, the voters? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the voters are the entire problem. Literally the entire problem. Yeah. Yeah. You keep voting. Again, I would rather I would be more open to voting. For AI Biden or AI Trump? <laughs> well, no, not me. <laughs> but hold on, though. And, and I would consider voting for the much, candidate that says they will destroy AI. Okay, so, and we'll get into this part in the second hour. Well, I'll wait till the second hour for this part, though. Well, I, tease it at least. I, so I do want to talk about the RFK thing. Oh, I yeah. do think that this is something that yeah. needs to be, that we got to talk about here. And there's a bunch of more stuff to get through. In the, what's one thing we can do? That we can do quickly. For uh, the first I think hour. we can do the Hunter Biden porn one real quickly. Oh my God. Did you see this? Guys, come on. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene actually on, uh, on the floor of the House, well, not on the floor, I think it was in a committee, but uh, she whips out this huge poster board. Oh, I love that you say whipped out. <laughs> yeah. Of Hunter Biden uh, in pictures. I think these are probably pictures taken from his laptop that yep, he left. They it. are. Yeah. Um, where he's, uh, you know, basically having sex with a hooker and, uh, there he is getting a Hummer and like, there's the little black square where the penetration <laughs> takes place yeah, and that's about it. And she's showing this, hang on, I think I, we got time to play the clip. I'm going to go ahead and, and, uh, play the clip here. Apple, you, you started an investigation into Hunter Biden codename sportsman. Which She's holding up the poster in here. Of 2018. <laughs> um, it, it was an offshoot of an investigation the IRS was conducting into a foreign-based amateur online pornography platform. Um, this this is evidence uh, of of Hunter Biden making sex. Excuse me, this is my time. Making pornography. Should we be displaying this, Mr. Chairman, in the committee? Get a lady's times expired. <laughs> that was just <laughs> look. I can't stand this woman, but that that was just classic. <laughs> I love, I love that there is no decorum left in Congress. None. I love that we're literally looking at pictures of the president's son <laughs> having sex with a, a hooker that he paid for from the shell company that is being funded by the Ukrainians <laughs> because Biden intervened and, uh, you know. And, look. and the whole thing is she's trying to get him on the Man Act of 1910, right. which prohibits the transportation of women across state lines for the purposes of prostitution <laughs> yeah. or debauchery and for other immoral purposes. Right. He basically paid for a hooker to fly him out to bang him, right. to fly him back, and she's like, well, he, you know, he violated the Man Act. On the company dime, which he was evading taxes on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's just so much beauty in that story from, from beginning to end. It, it, it's just, it, it's priceless. 
You know, and that's what I love about American politics is is that's the kind of thing that we get to look forward to. But, folks, this is the end of the first hour. If you'd like to join us in an hour number two, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up, become a subscriber. You get a bunch of swag, and we will see you on the other side.